Well, good morning, Divergent Church. It's so fabulous to be with you this morning and to be able to share. And uh, and if you're catching up at a later date, greetings, welcome. Um, I've met many of you in various trips down to Canberra. Uh, but if you don't know me, I'm Pastor Naomi Burrell from Strong Nation Church uh, that uh, we pastor up here, myself and my husband, Rick, uh, out here in the western suburbs of Sydney which we are in probably week 70 of lockdown, it feels like, <laughs> and really looking forward to opening things back up again soon. So uh, so it's a great privilege to be with you today. I've been listening to Josh's sermons on, um, on the Holy Spirit, and he's done a fantastic job of just giving a great framework, a theological framework, a biblical framework for the, who the Holy Spirit is and why we so desperately need him. And, uh, you know, the, the incredible things that he does for each and every one of us. So I'm looking forward to unpacking that a little bit today and in a very practical way, uh, because I'm a very practical girl. So uh, I hope to, um, to share some of my stories, my testimonies about the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and, and hopefully that'll really encourage you and to be confident about walking with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so... Yeah, so I just wanted to start off with um, a verse. I don't have a lot of scriptures today because I feel like Josh has laid such fantastic groundwork on all of that. Uh, but I just want to share this verse from uh, Eugene Peterson's The Message Version uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of maturity, immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well formed maturity in you and I would have to say that walking with the Holy Spirit for most of my 52 years on the earth uh, I have really learned and experienced how he matures us from the inside out um, especially when we learn to respond quickly to him so uh, so I do believe that God can turn our everyday um, seemingly mundane lives uh, you know, and, and life choices, and he can turn them into something incredibly significant and purposeful and supernatural. And I think that's what's so amazing about walking with the Holy Spirit. Um, and he's, he's actually quite invested in our everyday moments. I really discovered that as, as a mum at home, and, and when I share my stories, I, I hope to sort of reflect that, but um, I spent many years as a, a mum at home and I have seen how God has used very ordinary moments to do phenomenal things. And uh, and so I want to encourage you, you know, God, he He does work with, with the, the smallest, the least, the most flawed, as you can see through, through biblical history. Um, he kind of likes those odds. Uh, and so he can work with us in our everyday to do very significant things and you can trust him on that. So... Um, you know, my testimony of walking with the Holy Spirit is I, I have known God uh, pretty much all my life, so aware of him as a very small child. I was very blessed to be raised in a Christian home with parents that, you know, talked freely about the things of God and knew how to hear from God and 
um, and was a child during the great charismatic renewal of the 1970s. So I really experienced uh, a very manifest uh, presence of God um, in those years and and after. But, um, you know, we saw some phenomenal things and some incredible miracles uh, and we saw the church grow exponentially as as really there was a great personal revival and people were just coming to Christ all over the place. And, uh, and, and so I, I had such an incredible, incredibly tangible experience of God as a child, which meant even in my most rebe rebellious years, uh, which weren't too bad, really, uh, but um, I couldn't deny God. Uh, I could be cranky with him for a while. <laughs> I could stop talking to him for a while, but I could never deny him because I had experienced him undeniably as a child. Uh, we had our, our kids pastor, Uncle Max. Uh, love Uncle Max. He, uh, he taught us how to hear from God. You know, in, in Sunday school, we spent a lot of time just waiting on the Lord and hearing from him, and, and that was phenomenal. Um, and, it, you know, it, even Uncle Max, even just, just as recently as the global financial crisis, uh, you know, just the night before that all of that happened, God spoke to him to take all of his uh, retirement, um, his superannuation out of out of the shares that the day after had completely collapsed and and it sort of saved him from economic ruin. And, and I just think it's such an example of a man who has just walked with God all of his life and 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 learned to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I was very very blessed to be surrounded by you know parents, family, mentors, leaders that um, ta taught me how to he hear from God. Uh, and I do know that uh, for some of you, you may not have had that experience and, and you're still looking for that experience. And I want to encourage you, don't stop. Don't stop looking for it because God can meet you in the most incredible ways um, and and he wants to. He wants to be a God you experience, not just a historical God that you read about uh, in Scripture, but actually a, a real living, alive God who wants to walk in relationship with you. That's certainly what my experience of walking with the Holy Spirit has been. And, uh, and so uh, I encourage you. In fact, it reminds me of a story of um, meeting Beth at university, my friend Beth. And uh, she had actually been raised in the Brethren Church and but had a real hunger for the Holy Spirit and the things of God. And she wasn't getting the answers that she needed, but she was reading in the scriptures about the Holy Spirit and she felt she was missing something. And one, one night in the shower, as she just was worshipping the Lord and thinking, you know, just about her love for the Lord and her hunger for the things of God. Uh, the Holy Spirit just visited on her in an incredible way and she just began to speak in tongues in the shower. I never forgot that detail of the story. Uh, and, and of course, then she, uh, she met me and uh, found out I was, you know, the Pentecostal Christian at, at university um, and she'd kind of been taught to avoid those weirdos. So, <laughs> but she felt drawn to me and I felt drawn to her. And over coffee and carrot cake one day, we uh, were discussing the Holy Spirit and she she shared her experience in the shower. She hadn't been able to talk about it with anybody else, but she realized that she'd had this incredible baptism of the Holy Spirit right there in the shower. And um, and so uh, that was exciting. And so we, we got to do quite a journey of many years of learning to hear the Holy Spirit together and uh, it was pretty wonderful. So, um, so I, I do, I do want to start with the fact that the Holy Spirit is a very practical Holy Spirit. He's very practical, which means a lot to me. I'm a practical girl, and I, I really, I'm, I'm very passionate about taking the very complex and abstract and 
the great mysteries of God and trying to put them in everyday practical settings um, for myself and for my church, for my family, um, because I know that God is really interested. And so I want to read this scripture uh, from Matthew chapter 6 uh, just, to, just to begin this conversation and sort of set the tone for the stories I want to tell you about my life and, and walking with the Holy Spirit. So Matthew 6, verse 25, it says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body and what you'll put on it. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I think that that scripture just gives such a beautiful tone of how invested God is in the smallest details of our lives. And so I thought that was a kind of a fun place to start in sharing some testimonies uh, about walking with the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, for, for so much of uh, our lives, I've been a mum at home raising our kids and then homeschooling our kids. And uh, and so we living on one wage, we were uh, always uh, doing things pretty tight, um, pretty much by faith quite often uh, and learned to be great stewards of all that we had. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to be generous to my kids. And this is this is how beautiful the Holy Spirit is. I cannot tell you how many times the Holy Spirit has directed me even in my shopping and taken me straight to the clearance bin and there has been the gift that I wanted to buy my children for birthdays or Christmas and it's 70% off or clothing that the children needed and uh, you know I found it it's some at some ridiculous price of you know two or three dollars per item of clothing and uh, and and time and time again, I, I have sensed the Holy Spirit walking with me as I've pushed the trolley, you know, as I've navigated the the Westfield Shopping Centre to try and um, you know make the most out of the finances that we had, and He has just been so good to us. And then He's been good to us in other ways where He's He's uh, spoken to other people about you know giving the hand me downs to us and and uh, or, or gifting us with certain certain things and uh, he's just been incredibly incredibly generous uh, in the way he has walked with us and maximized every cent every dollar that we've had uh, so that's how I know I you know I can really trust him you know week after week I have seen him guide me. Uh, to uh, you know, to these bargains that have made such a difference to our family's life, and you know, to our ability to be generous and uh, you know, giving to our friends as well. Uh, so that's that's just something about the Holy Spirit I love. I love that He's so practical, but He's also deeply, deeply invested in us uh, on on the most intimate of levels. Um, and I want to share a very um, personal story about my life, and uh, you know, in the early 
years of our marriage, we actually got ourselves into a lot of a lot of trouble. We were uh, not doing well, and uh, in fact, I had started to consider that I was going to leave the marriage. And I was just so unhappy, and I couldn't see that we were going to get out of it. And as much as I had married someone I thought that God wanted for me, and um, you know, I, I I thought I understood what marriage entailed. In my immaturity, uh, I could not see a way out, and so I was thinking I would have to I'd have to leave rather than stick it out and grow. Um, and so I I really my heart actually had started to get very cold and and even toward God in that time. And then one morning, uh, just before I was on on the late shift, I'm I'm an early childhood educator by profession, and I was on the late shift and. So I was still at home one morning and the phone rang. Rick was already at work. And it was my old pastor from my childhood, Pastor Gordon Gibbs. And I was so surprised to hear from him. I didn't even know how he knew my phone number. And I hadn't talked to him for years. And he began to speak to me on the phone and he said, Naomi, I was just praying this morning and the Holy Spirit put you on my heart. And right then and there, I knew that God had found me. <laughs> and um, had not missed a thing and was so invested in my future that here he was talking to my old childhood uh, pastor and nudging him to give me a call. I, I can tell you I just began to weep because I knew what it was about. He really didn't have to say anything else. It's like, God, you've got my number. Okay, I guess we need to talk. And, uh, you know, in that moment, I, I just wept and, and Pastor Gordon, he just said to me, we're just going to let the Holy Spirit minister. And he didn't say a word. And I just felt waves of the presence of God just hitting me and doing something very healing in the unseen of my heart. So when I got off the phone, I, I for the first time felt hope for my marriage. And it was the beginning of of a walk with the Holy Spirit that would see my marriage restored and to grow strong and for us to be still here to you know to do the distance 32 years later to still be doing doing the distance um, and and so that just showed me how incredibly invested the Holy Spirit is in us that he he does those things and I have been challenged while it was awesome being on the receiving end of that I've also been challenged of how I can be the Pastor Gordon Gibbs in that story in that scenario like what word of encouragement what is it Holy Spirit that you need to say to someone and how can you use me to to deliver that because he didn't marry he do any marriage counseling with me he didn't do any counseling with me at all he didn't even follow it up he just was obedient to that one phone call in the morning and the Holy Spirit did the rest and, and brought me this far. Uh, so, so be encouraged and be challenged about that. Uh, I've also experienced the Holy Spirit as a very equipping Holy Spirit. You know, so now moving, moving ahead in our, in our story, you know, a few years of marriage now tucked behind us and, um, and now a few children tucked behind us. I would often find myself kind of <laughs> at the edges of my capacity uh, as a mum and, you know, wanting to still be very actively ministering to others and being part of leadership in one form or of an, another in the church and just really wanting to uh, just be obedient to the call that was on my life. And, and, and yet I was 
bone dead tired as a mum and um, you know often disturbed night sleeps and uh, not a lot of time to think for yourself and and I discovered a very powerful equipping Holy Spirit at the clothesline. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the most anointed place at my house is under the clothesline because I would go out there, uh, you know, having had a, a huge morning and crying children, and I'd be throwing the washing on the line as quickly as I could before ducking out to, you know, running a small group or, uh, you know, whatever it was that I was doing. And I'd be like, God, I haven't even had time to open my Bible this morning. What is it you want me to uh, say or do or think or feel <laughs> like what what is it you and he would just so faithfully bring my attention to something this is why I'm so grateful for my upbringing in the word because I had the word of God so in me that he would just say to me the story of Samson and I'd be like what about the story of Samson that's that's your that's your message today or that's your that's your bible study today and I'm like okay what do you want me to say about that and he'd be like he'd just give me these thoughts and I'd be like that's actually really cool. Honestly, that sounds like I've been studying the Bible for five hours. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And he would just equip me in that way. And I would I would be able to, to go and, you know, attend to those meetings and those small group gatherings and, um, you know, bring bring a, a word that was really fresh and straight off the clothesline because <laughs> that's the way the Holy Spirit has worked with me. But he's also done a deep equipping in the roles that I was carrying at that time. So, you know, it was under the clothesline that I would be, you know, pouring my heart out to the Holy Spirit about maybe some contentious issue in my marriage or a frustrating issue in my in my parenting. And, and again, the Holy Spirit would just begin to speak to me clearly about who I needed to be in my marriage or who I needed to be as a mother. He would begin to give me strategies on um, dealing with my children's behaviour or uh, you know, just meeting their emotional needs, and um, and he would he would challenge me, he would equip me, he would just give me a wisdom and ideas that were beyond me, and he was so faithful. And I really discovered the Holy Spirit of the clothesline. If you're having trouble, just go out and hang some washing out. I'm sure you will discover him, <laughs> like I did. <laughs> He's amazing. He's so equipping. He really wants to equip us in every role we carry in every decision that we need to make and if we will just call on him he will he will speak to us in those very very practical ways he is a very guiding holy spirit um, you know we had a journey to uh, adopt our daughter from china and it was a journey we'd never had to navigate and in fact when we first applied and we just knew that god had spoken to us that there was a daughter waiting for us in China. And, and it was a real gift of faith that he had given us about that. But the journey was untested and very unknown to us. And in fact, when we, when we uh, made our application, they phoned us and said, look, um, we, we're not sure that you should be going ahead with this because you've got four existing children. And uh, the government, the Chinese government have actually said that you, you can't adopt with four existing children. And so we, we think you're not going to be eligible. And we said, well, we've read the fine print on that. And it said, if you can prove exceptional circumstances, you can proceed to adopt. And they sort of oh, oh, um, stammered away on the phone and went, well, well, we, we actually don't know what that is because no one... In Australia has ever tried that 
uh, with, with particularly with China. And, and, and I was just so full of faith. I just knew that God had this daughter for us. I said, well, so what's the hurt in us trying? And they sort of stammered again because they had really figured that they had would have put us off uh, the whole adoption process by, uh, by telling us that it was going to be problematic because no one had ever tried it. It was a journey that no one had actually travelled in Australia. <laughs> and that was like, wow. And the Holy Spirit just had to guide us through this journey because we didn't know how to prove exceptional circumstances. Uh, you know, the the uh, the Department of Children, they, the uh, adoptions, overseas adoptions, they couldn't tell us how to do it. No one could tell us how to do it. We really needed the Holy Spirit to guide us through. And so we just did the next thing, the next thing that was on the list. We just kept moving through the list and doing the next thing. And we're like, at some point, we have to not just do the, the, the stock standard next thing. We have to do something exceptional. And we don't know what that is. But the Holy Spirit just kept guiding us and encouraging us on that journey. It was a five-year journey. It was a long journey before we finally, uh, you know, went to China and, um, tucked our daughter into our family. Uh, so uh, there was one particular moment where the, the guiding of the Holy Spirit took us on a journey that felt backwards. It felt like going backwards. And uh, and we were, at a, we were at our missions conference at our church and, um, you know, they're always dangerous. You always know the Holy Spirit's going to ask you to do something painful. Uh, and, of course, he did exactly that. And we were deciding what we were going to pledge for our, you know, our faith promise, our missions giving for that year. And uh, our heart had been turned inside out by the uh, the sessions that we'd, we'd been at, as it always uh, did. And we had been saving, uh, for, uh, and had a special account uh, saving for this next leg of the adoption, um, which was going to be the, the most costly. And we had $6,000 in our account which was a big deal being on one income and raising four children, I can tell you, uh, and was a miracle all in itself to have that, that finance. And, of course, what did the Holy Spirit ask us to do but to give the entire amount to the missions offering? And I had such a wrestle with God that night as we considered that. And I, I really felt I was having this Abraham, Abraham and Isaac experience where Abraham was asked to take this, you know, much longed for, fought for son and to sacrifice him on the altar, that God would ask Abraham to do that was so odd. And yet Abraham was so obedient to the voice of God um, and he took his son and prepared the altar and was about to sacrifice him on that altar. And then, of course, we know that the Bible tells us an angel appeared and sort of pointed Abraham to the goat and uh, he, he was able to sacrifice the goat instead. and But it was such a test of God's, uh, of Abraham's obedience, uh, you know, and God showing showing Abraham that he would come through. And so I knew I was having this moment where, where I was literally putting my daughter on the altar, you know, and, and quite possibly there would be no money for her adoption. And, you know, when you've got to prove exceptional circumstances for adopting, um, not having any money in your bank is kind of a backwards step. So learning to trust the Holy Spirit to guide us through that was so um, painful and difficult and so rewarded. That week, we got a phone call from our social worker and she said, I just need to let you know uh, of an update in China's policy. They've now changed 
their parameters for adopting to include five existing children. So you guys will be fine. And just like that, what felt like a backward step, we were now propelled in our journey to adopting our daughter. And uh, uh, the Holy Spirit is just so faithful. <laughs> He's just so faithful um, that he will guide us through journeys, uh, you know, that we've we've not done before or others have not done before. And he will help us navigate it. And we need the Holy Spirit because quite often the journey will take twists and turns that we could not have predicted um, and that we could not have planned for. And our own human thinking don't make any sense. Uh, but in fact, if you will follow him faithfully, follow him, you will see just how good God is. And, you know, we've got our beautiful daughter who's been part of our family now for uh, 14 years, almost 15 years. And she's just the cherry on top for our family. Um, so I want to I want to just, you know, wrap up my stories about the Holy Spirit um, with this uh, other character trait of the Holy Spirit that you will find because the Bible tells us that he would give us boldness. He would give us power. He would give us courage that's really outside of ourselves. And, uh, and of course, that courage, that boldness is very connected to the calling and the mission that is on our lives. And, um, and so I'm, I'm very aware of that. I'm very aware of that boldness that the Holy Spirit can, can give us. And, um, you know, I'm challenged because I don't tap into it nearly as much as I should um, I'm certainly not the brave, intrepid uh, missionary that, you know, Josh and Ange have been <laughs> over there in, in Turkey. Um, but uh, I've definitely had my moments where I've needed to muster great boldness. And, uh, and I hope that you can relate to the story that I want to tell you. So I was walking through Coles. Again, this is my everyday life, you know, nothing very spectacular. But I'm walking through Coles and I've got a grocery a trolley full of groceries in fact, uh, I was uh, purchasing these groceries for an encounter weekend that we were having and I was running it. Uh, it was a women's encounter weekend and it was, you know, it was very full on. It had been very busy preparing and just even just getting my family ready for me to go away for this encounter weekend and uh, just a ministry retreat um, with the women. And so I, I had all these groceries in my trolley to take away uh, uh, and I was, I was pressed for time. And, uh, and so I'm, I, uh, I really wasn't necessarily in the frame of mind of, oh, Holy Spirit, just use me today in some powerful way. Uh, I was like, I've got to get away and sure, use me on this weekend, but I really don't have time to talk to you <laughs> till I get there. <laughs> so <laughs> this is, God is so good, isn't he? Um, and so I noticed this man collecting the trolleys who was obviously employed by Coles and uh, he he was of African appearance and I had no idea, you know, what his story was or where he was from. But as I looked at him, I felt this outpouring of love and compassion for him. And I, I found myself saying, oh, wow, does, I wonder if that man knows how much you love him, Lord. And I, God said, without without skipping a beat, he said, why don't you tell him? And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And I just directed my trolley straight for my car, you know, out the doors, down the ramp, straight to my car. I'm like, I'm a busy woman. I'm 
about to go on a ministry weekend. I cannot stop and tell someone that, that you love them. Like that's just inconvenient. Um, and what if he thinks I'm trying to crack onto him or something? Like this could be very bad. And <laughs> so I unpacked all my groceries and I'm having this fight, this argument with the Holy Spirit as to whether I was going to speak to this man. And of course, what should happen? But see, he's having his morning tea break uh, or whatever break um, and he's there peeling an orange sitting on the on the uh, sort of the, the bench right where my car was. Oh my God. Come on, Holy Spirit. Give me a break here. I've got important things to do. Uh, <laughs> and I even got into the car. This is how disobedient I was. I got into my car and I turned the ignition on and I'm looking at this man <laughs> and the Holy Spirit saying, go and tell him that I love him. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I turned my car off and got out of the car and, and I walked over to him and I just felt the Holy Spirit begin to just tell me a few things about this man. And this doesn't happen to me like every day. This is this was very interesting. Um, and I walked over to him and I said to him, hello, are you from Congo? And he looked at me and he said, yes, I am. I said, I... I need to tell you that God has spoken to me about you. And he looked at me and his eyes filled with tears. I get emotional thinking about it. And I said, he wants me to tell you that he loves you. And it is not a mistake that you are here in Australia. He has a plan for your life. And this man began to weep. <laughs> God is so good. We had a brief conversation and uh, I asked him whether he was connected to a church. He said he knew of a church near him. And uh, and, I, and and that was it. That's all I had to do. I got in the car, went home. <laughs> I thought that was kind of amazing, Lord. Um, and I just prayed for him as I drove home and then, you know, got on with life. But I think this is where we can underestimate the the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what happened to him, but I never saw him again. He he left that job at Coles and I never saw him again. And I believe that whatever happened in that moment, that exchange that I had with him, it changed the course of his life. It just changed his decisions. And, uh, and so I don't know what's happened to him. I don't even know his name, but I know in that moment I was obedient and the rest is up to God. And so I've experienced the Holy Spirit as a, as a very challenging coach. You know, he's, he, will, he will propel us forward in, in our calling, in our mission, and he will give us the courage and the boldness to rise in that moment. He'll give us what we need in that moment. He can challenge us and, uh, and we can step into areas of boldness and courage that we didn't know we had because we don't. It's, it's from the Holy Spirit. So I really hope these stories have encouraged you today. I really believe that the days ahead are going to require Holy Spirit level courage for us as believers, for us as the church. I don't think we live in the world we think we live in. I think we're navigating some very challenging days. But I want to encourage you that despite all that, God knows exactly what's happening. He knows where this is going. He knows what's happening to us, to our nation. 
and uh, and he's placed us he's placed you right where you are for this moment this hour and he has equipped you and will continue to equip you and empower you to do everything he's called you to do so i want to really encourage you to learn to walk with him in the everyday take him shopping with you you know be be just so aware of his presence in every moment because you can encounter him and he can work through you and in you in ways that you never knew were possible. So why don't I just pray for you and, uh, and send you on your way today. Well, Holy Spirit, I thank you for the, uh, the people of Divergent Church, you know, these hungry disciples and believers uh, who, who are just really seeking your will and direction for their lives. And I pray today that they would each uh, take a new dimension of walking in the everyday with you. And Lord, that you would continue to embolden them, to give them courage and wisdom beyond their years and experience. That God, that you would lead them and equip them, uh, just uh, really sustain them in every possible way. Raise them, Lord God. I pray that you would raise them raise them in this hour in our nation to be powerful representatives of the kingdom of heaven and so holy spirit we just pray that you would uh, just fine-tune our ears to your voice and that we would hear you speak so clearly to us we thank you that you love us that you're so invested in each and every one of us and uh, i just pray a real blessing and anointing on on everyone that's listening to this word today in Jesus mighty name amen amen well thanks for having me Divergent Church and uh, we'll catch you on the other side